Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey. And we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. What's going on this week? How are you growing? I have been to the doctor like three times in the past two weeks. And oh, wow. I feel like I'm finally getting my physical health together and prioritizing that, which has been great. So I'm yeah. definitely going to consider that growth, especially because I hate making doctor's appointments. I'm not super comfortable with doctors in general. So mm-hmm. it's been good. Yeah, that's exciting. What about you? Um, So I can't remember which episode I talked about this in. Maybe the body image episode. I forget. But I read the description of that book, Trick Mirror, mm-hmm. that Julia had recommended. And I just finished it yesterday. Dang. How fast did you read that? Well, I listened to it. Okay. Which I have some like guilt around <laughs> listening Why? versus reading. I don't know. It feels like cheating. Oh my gosh, that is not cheating. That's great. Okay, good. Um probably maybe like a week and a half, two weeks. But really liked it. It was a little different than what I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be more focused on body delusions. Mm-hmm. And there were definitely like chapters or like essays about that, but it wasn't solely focused on that. But the last chapter was about weddings. And it was so interesting because it kind of walked through the history of how weddings became like these huge events because they used to not be. Mm -hmm. Um, And like when the white dress became a thing and just how now people spend like a gazillion dollars on them. And I have a lot of anxiety about wedding stuff. And so it just was interesting to hear all of that. I mean, weddings are hard and yeah, anxiety is real. Would you change anything about your wedding? Which was so fun, truly. I'm going to be totally honest and say that my mom was like the champion of our wedding. She did most of the things that were important. Mm -hmm. A lot of things pertaining to weddings, I was not really concerned with and so Mm -hmm. she handled the things that were important to her which was great yeah shout out to Shamala (laughs) I don't think I would really change anything I loved our wedding I just I I was one of the best weddings I've been to in my life truly and I'm not just saying that because I love you but like honestly it was so much fun I mean I'm thrilled with how it came out but like the planning process was was horrible for me it was not fun at all but I do think it was worth it especially if I hadn't been in such a high stress job that was half the problem for me Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day my favorite part of our wedding was the fact that it was a party of one big room with all the people who love us it was like the coolest thing I did not what I expected yeah to love so much but it was just so cool to have everybody we loved in one room yeah I feel like that is outside of the actual like union of marriage or whatever like that is the piece of it that is so appealing and so fun is that you just get to be with everybody that you love, which yeah. like never happens really. I know. It'll never probably happen again in my life. So I'm yeah. glad we did it. For sure. Well, speaking of having all the people that you love in one room, <laughs> our episode today is about friendship. Yeah. Friendship is such a fun thing and also sometimes such a hard thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How have you been feeling in preparation for this episode? 
This was a tricky one for me. I have been thinking a lot about it the past few days. And I think the reason is because like, as far as buckets in my life or like categories of, of things in life, I feel like friendship is one of the, the buckets that I struggle with the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also not something that I actively work on, which is was an interesting thing for me to realize. Yeah. What about you? How are you feeling in preparation for today? I think I have been actively like avoiding thinking about it. Like I didn't start taking any notes until really late last night. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I've it's been coming up for days in my brain of like, oh yeah, you need to like prepare a little bit. But I, it is something that I take extremely seriously and I value my friendship so much, but it does cause me a lot of stress, like trying to maintain them and trying to be a really great friend. It causes me a lot of anxiety. So yeah, it's definitely tricky. One thing about doing this podcast that has been really interesting and also helpful for me is every time we tackle a topic like this, we do have to think it through first. So it sometimes leads to thinking through things that you wouldn't normally think about, Mm -hmm. which has been great. Yeah. It definitely shines a spotlight on things. And I'm like, oh, I just do this stuff and I go through these motions and whatnot. But now we're having to sit down and think about why we go about things the way we do. Yeah. So this friendship preparation has been a big one for me. But what would you say your experience with friendship when you were younger was like? Like, did you have a lot of friends? Were you attached to the hip to some person? Mm -hmm. What was it like? Yeah, this one was interesting because I thought about some people that I have not thought about in a really long time. Like, there's this girl that was kind of like my best friend in my neighborhood. And I think we were friends... We hung out in the neighborhood, but, and then we went to the same school and I feel like we were really good friends in like kindergarten and first grade. And then I think she moved. And so I, you know, we stopped being friends because that's just what happens when you're a little kid and people move away and you didn't have social media and whatnot. Um, but I think for the most part, I just had like a couple of friends that sometimes were friends with each other or sometimes weren't until I got into like late elementary school, middle school. So I was, yeah, mostly uh, attached to the hip of one person, maybe two, for most of my childhood. What about you? I feel like in elementary school, I had a lot of different friends, and most of them were friends with each other. But I also, the prevailing thing that I was, I've been thinking about in relationship to my friendships in childhood is that I often felt left out. And like, that Mm -hmm. is what I really remember from childhood friendships is like people doing things without me or like not getting invited to things. And I did have like a couple of good girlfriends that I would hang out with outside of school, but I did like, that's not even the first thing that I remember about friendships, which I think is telling. Mm -hmm. I guess the other piece of that too, is that I grew up with two sisters which is kind of like having built-in friends, even though both my sisters are a good bit older than me. <laughs> um, but you have a brother. I don't know. Were you guys close growing up? Would you have considered him a friend when you were little? Probably not a friend when I was little. I, we're five years apart. And just went, at that age, I feel I felt like he was so little. And I, I almost, yeah. I mean, I was so happy when he was born. Like I really wanted a sibling. So mm-hmm. 
I felt. But you wanted a sister. No, I didn't. I don't think I. <laughs> I don't think I cared. I just. I think I mothered him a little bit, you know, instead of like yeah. it being a, a friend situation. Not that we weren't friends because we, you know, played outside and all that stuff. But he was so much younger and a boy. It was just a little bit of a different dynamic. Yeah, I could totally see that because when you're five and he's being born, it's like, oh, he's your baby doll. Right, exactly. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about what your dynamic with your sisters is in relation to like what a female friendship feels like? Because that's something that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Um. So Martha is my middle sister and she is four years older than me. And then Sarah is my oldest sister and she's nine years older than me. So she there's a five-year age difference between Martha and Sarah. And honestly, growing up, for Sarah especially, like I just don't have a ton of memories about her because she was a teenager when I was in like first grade. Sure. Um, but I think because of that, it has influenced my relationship with her in the sense of I think of her as this like cool older girl who I like always want to impress. Mm. And we didn't really become close until I was in high school. And now we're super close and, you know, love being around each other and have a lot of similarities. But I think there is still this feeling with her that I have to check myself sometimes on where I'm like, oh, I think of her as this like cool older friend that I'm like, oh, I want to like be in this crowd. Like I need to, I want to have fun with her. I want her to think I'm fun and all of that stuff. So that is definitely at play. Okay. And it's something I have to like watch on myself that I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I don't know. I guess with her, because she's my sister, I feel like there's some level of safety. Yeah. Almost too, because I'm like, well, she's not going anywhere because <laughs> you <she> can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think with Martha, I definitely have more memories of her growing up and I feel like we played together more and fought more. Yeah. I don't know. What would you say have been your toughest moments in friendship? Um, I think when I was like looking back on my friendships, I think honestly, some of the hardest things have been that I've had friends that were in the same friend group not get along hmm. or have gotten into like a fight about something like in high school, I had friends that fought over a boy and like they stopped being friends because of it. And I think I've had that situation happen to me kind of a lot, not necessarily about a boy, but, and I've been kind of the middle person. And so I think it's been tough to maintain a friendship or an allegiance with both of them. Interesting. Um, and wanting to feel like I'm not picking sides, but I feel like ultimately you kind of end up picking sides. Oh yeah. I think in, because I think back on those friendships and I'm like, oh, I started like spending more time with one of them versus the other. Okay. Um, and sometimes it was like, oh, like I played sports with one of them. And so, yeah, of course we were spending a lot more time together, but I think then that other friendship kind of falls off and then kind of just dissolves. And it's not for any specific reason, I guess, on my end, but it's like, oh, well now like this group isn't together anymore. Sure. Yeah. That so makes then sense. you kind of choose. Yeah. What about you? What do you feel like your toughest moments have been? I honestly feel like the relationships that I have had specifically with with other women have been pretty tame, like not very mm -hmm. dramatic, which I am grateful for. I would say that in general, I sometimes struggle with feeling connected to other women and like wondering whether we are, you know, 
on the same page about like how close we are and communicating like I struggle with communication in friendships, actually, probably in general, but like keeping up with people is hard for me. Mm. It's not like a thing that I'm good at. And so sometimes I feel like people think that if I'm not texting them, then I don't want to be friends or like if I'm not reaching out to hang out, then I don't want to be friends with them. And that's not the case at all. Yeah. Actually, I saw this on something recently where somebody was saying... If people aren't showing up for you, aren't coming around, aren't like reaching out, then Mm -hmm. that might not be a relationship that's worth your time. And Mm. I 100% understand where that comes from. But I also feel like in that situation, like I'm the person that's not reaching out and it's not because I don't care and it's not because I don't want to see you or talk to you. It's just not my natural reaction to like communicate that way. And I feel like in female relationships, that puts a barrier between me and other people sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And I think I would probably be a little bit more like the way that you are, but my anxiety keeps me from doing that. (laughs) Fascinating. Such an interesting perspective because if your anxiety is what's keeping you being quote unquote a good friend, maybe we should reevaluate what our definition of good friend is, you know? Mm -hmm. Like your anxiety shouldn't have to fuel you in that way, I don't think. Right. It's just hard too because on the flip side of it, one of my biggest pain points in friendships now, like as an adult, is when people don't show up for me. And I don't mean communication. I mean, like if I invite you to something and you say you can't come and you bail last minute, or if I invite you to something that's important to me and you don't make the time, like those two things Mm. really hurt my feelings. And it could that, you know, that sentiment could be interpreted that way as well. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I think you have to get really clear on the definition of show up because I think there are some people that would like show up for them is like reaching out and checking in and all of that. And I don't know. It's interesting that your biggest pain point and your like thing that you struggle with in friendship are Are seemingly at odds. Yes. But are, could be called the same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Have you had fights in friendship over like friends not showing up for you? Or had friendships dissolve because of that? I would say I've had friendships wane because of that. And that's because, you know, I can only go so many times of you not showing up for me without feeling like I can't invite you to anything anymore. So for me, when people don't show up like that, it feels like rejection. So I'm only going to reach out so many times after that to try to Mm -hmm. maintain a relationship because I can't just keep getting rejected over and over again. Yeah. But I will also say that there have been scenarios where I probably should have addressed it. And because of my conflict avoidance, I haven't. Gotcha. Okay. What about you? Have you ever had any interesting fights or conflicts in friendships? Nothing that I can think of specifically. I mean, and I think it's been because I, like you, like I am extremely conflict avoidant. And so I feel like when there have been fights or disagreements or tensions or whatever, like there hasn't ever actually been like a point that it's gotten to where it's like a fight or we're like talking about it. It's more just been we've had time apart or we have spent days or weeks like not really talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And then there will be some type of like something funny or an event to go to or something that happens that brings us back together. And we both have just agreed that we're not going to talk about it. Okay, so I have two thoughts on that. First, I think that I have a hard time with that because I don't forgive very easily and I definitely don't forget. Mm -hmm. So like when people do something that we would be in some sort of like conflict, 
I either move on and I'm still mad or mm-hmm. the friendship wanes. There's not really uh in between. Yeah. I think there also have been times in friendships where I've known that something is off, but have no idea what it is and am too afraid to ask or will try really hard to like establish a closeness with them again. Well, so that was going to be my other point is I feel like it's almost a little hard in a friendship to know when something is big enough of a problem that you go to them and talk to them about it. Because Mm -hmm. friendships do feel, at least to me, they feel a little more shaky than a romantic relationship. Like you don't know. I feel like friends are more willing to bail. Like in a romantic relationship, you at least know that they're there and they're like committed to you. Yeah. But in a friendship, it's like, well, if we fight, are they going to stick around? Yeah. Well, and I think too, in a romantic relationship, for the most part, if you are going to break up, like it's a conversation and you know that it's happening Mm -hmm. and it's kind of, I mean, not always, but it's like this clear cut of we were this and now we're this. And in friendship, I feel like when they start to dissolve, yeah, it's super ambiguous and it's like... It just is like a slow thing that happens. Which is almost more painful. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Feeling something slip away and either fine with it or maybe are dealing with other things. Like, I don't know. There's more variables. Yeah. Have you ever ghosted a friend? Um, I don't think I've ever, well, defined ghosted. Slow rolled the friendship out of your life. I think I have, but not intentionally. Not anybody I can remember. I feel what like if you? you can't remember it, you probably didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did once, and I feel pretty guilty about it to this day, so I won't be doing that again. And honestly, I don't feel bad about the relationship ending. I feel bad about not being honest about why. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, a totally different story. Well, okay. When you say that, I feel like I take that back. I feel like there was somebody in college that I was super close to. There was like three of us that were really close. And then I like wanted to stop being friends with them. But now I like can't really remember why. And it was like so shady. And yeah, I definitely like I think things are like fine. But I mean, we're not like friends, but we still like follow each other on Instagram and like comment on each other's stuff occasionally. But I still sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to apologize for that. But I don't because I'm too scared. Yeah, it's just so hard to have conversations like that. Hey, I love and respect you, but I don't want to be your friend anymore. Yeah. That like isn't a thing. I feel like that people will it's say. It's not. But it's, I mean, it's the same. It is the same thing as a relationship. Just like you were saying, like a conversation would be way more healthy than not having one. Yeah. And just like one or both of you is like wondering what the heck is going on. Yeah. I think I have a friend too that was like a childhood friend that we kind of stopped being friends for a couple of years in middle school and then became friends again. And I don't know why we stopped being friends. But I haven't ever asked because I'm like, oh, well, we like became friends again and like we're still close and but I I don't know what happened. And sometimes I'm curious and like, oh, I should ask her like, do you remember like what happened and like why we kind of stopped being friends? But I mean, but I'm scared to know. I mean, it could be one of those things where you're just the kind of friends that like it doesn't really matter how much time you spend apart. You're still going to be just as close when you come back together because I have several friendships like that and I'm grateful for them. But again, that's one of the areas where I'm not great at communication, but I know that no matter what, when we do hang out, we're going to love each other just as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I have a couple of yeah childhood friends that are like that where I'm like, oh, I really only get to see them like once a year usually at Christmas when we're all home, but I look forward to that evening, even though it's only like a few hours once a year for the most part. I'm like, I cherish it so much because I'm like, I know it's going to be the same. Mm -hmm. And that confidence and friendship is 
Awesome. Do you feel like you have any boundaries in friendship? I don't think I have very many. I think that this might not be a boundary, but I think that there is a point at which a person steps on my pain points or Mm -hmm. gives me enough anxiety or not bothers me. But like if a friendship is weighing on me enough, there is a point at which I am like, okay, this is no longer worth my time. And that might not be a boundary that I'm implementing with them for like, I need you to not do this, but it, it, it is a boundary for me. It's like, there is a point at which this relationship is no longer healthy for me. Yeah, that makes sense. What about you? I think I probably should have some boundaries, but I don't know that I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just have so many fears and anxieties wrapped up in relationships that I, I don't Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what I would set as a boundary. And maybe I do have some that I'm not thinking about. The only thing I can really think of that recently I haven't wanted to tolerate from other people is projections onto me or other people. It's like if you're projecting your emotions out at me and like, Mm -hmm. this is not just in friendships, this is in all all types of relationships, but like, I'm not available to be your (laughs) emotional sponge. Like, I don't Mm want to have to process your stuff. So I need you to handle your own emotions. Yeah. And I mean, I think that makes sense. Like thinking about how our friendships develop from like childhood friends to high school, college, and then like into adulthood, like they start to look different. And I think your expectations of your friends are probably higher. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I never would have even recognized when somebody was projecting their emotions onto me 10 years ago. So Mm -hmm. and I also know that I'm capable of having conversations now that I wouldn't have been able to 10 years ago and that people that I'm around are mature, responsible adults, and they can handle their own stuff too. Yeah. Um, I think in our adult friendships, there is a higher expectation. And I think because like the female friendships that I have now, I'm so, so close with them and know so much of their life. And I understand them in a totally different way that yes, there are higher expectations, but also not because I'm like, oh, I know where they're coming from. Like, I understand their pattern. I know why this is happening or why they're responding this way. And so I feel like I have more empathy in some ways because I understand it more deeply. Yeah, that's fair. I think that the empathy piece is hard because I can understand where they're coming from and I don't want to exacerbate any of their you know, anxieties or triggers. But I also think at some point the relationship is healthier when you're addressing thing, like addressing conflict essentially. And don't get me wrong. I'm talking about this. Like I know exactly what I'm talking about. I (laughs) literally have never, well, it's, it's been rare that I have in a relationship addressed something that I was struggling with in this Mm -hmm. way. But I do know that in the last even six months, I've become more comfortable with the idea of if I had a conflict with somebody actually talking to them about it. Yeah. Taking baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's funny that you say that because I'm like, yeah, I totally agree with everything you're saying. And I think in my ideal version of myself, that would all be true. But I, it makes me laugh because I'm like, oh, I would never do that. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not never. I shouldn't say never. Just not yet. Yeah. The version of myself that I am right now, I would not do that. Um, I do think that a lot of this changed for me when I started thinking so much about emotional responsibility and how we as humans tend to just, you know, how if you're in a fight with somebody and you say, you're making me feel X, Y, and Z, like, Mm -hmm. I don't actually believe that's true. I don't believe that any person can make you feel anything. But I also feel like 
whatever their feelings are, they're responsible for theirs. And whatever your feelings are, you're responsible for yours. And like, they shouldn't commingle too much, except for when you're supporting each other. Yeah. I am currently going around to some four or five classrooms via Zoom and giving a presentation on friendship. Oh. And in the second half, it's about resolving conflict because I'm like, it's unavoidable. Like, these are just things that happen. I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've done a really good job avoiding it, so... (laughs) Yeah, I'm not practicing what I'm preaching by any means, but um, one of the steps in, like, resolving conflict is focusing on I statements. Mm -hmm. So it's been fun to talk to them about that. I'm like, I wish somebody was telling me how to do these things when I was a little kid. Maybe I'd be better at it by now. Yeah. I mean, Um, even something like if parents mediated fights between, you know, kids in the neighborhood mm -hmm. and like helped them work through that, I think that would be a better building block for adults to actually know how to confront issues they have with people in their lives. For sure. What are qualities that you feel like you look for in your friends now? Like if you are... If you have room, a few slots open for new friends, what are you looking for? Well, that's an interesting question because I feel like part of that question is about making friends, which I struggle with and I would like to be better at. But why do you think you struggle with that? I don't think I'm good at meeting people. Like I'm not good at small talk. I love deep conversations, which is actually my answer to the question itself is like, I value people who are willing to get vulnerable, go deep. Like I don't have any interest in surface level relationships, Mm -hmm. but I also think that makes it hard for me to meet people. I also think that I have, that I struggle connecting with people at first. Like actually this is a good example. You and I, I always wanted to be better friends with you. I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then we started to do this podcast and now we talk all the time. Yeah, no, that's fair because I think we've been friends for a long time, but kind of definitely. I wouldn't say surface level, but it was like, yeah. it was more a friendship of convenience. Like when we were around each other, we enjoyed our, each other's company a lot, but mm-hmm. like we weren't talking outside of that much. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'll say that I think even before this podcast came to be, I don't remember if it was a ladies night or. I mean, it probably was that I was like, God, like I so enjoy talking to Bracey and I was making like very conscious efforts to like chat you more frequently and randomly like ask you about stuff. But like, I feel so (laughs) awkward reaching out to people, I think because I don't know if they actually want to be friends. And again, I don't feel like I ever developed the skill of like creating connection with a woman. And Hmm. I was thinking about it in relation to something that Glennon Doyle said in Untamed about how her relationship with her wife was a lot easier for her than her relationship with her husband. And I think that that is so not true of me. Like I, I find relationships with men to be easier than relationships with women. Why do you think? Maybe it's because they're just simpler. Like, I mean, that's a a generalization for (laughs) sure, but yeah, like I don't, I don't worry about what their expectations are. It just seems easier. Yeah. I wonder too if they're because you are conflict avoidant and it seems like things are just more straightforward sometimes with guys and there's more like bluntness and, you know, because I lived with a group of guys for a little while and I felt so much more comfortable telling them when they were annoying me. Yeah. Then I like, I would never. I mean, also though, my girlfriends like don't annoy me in the same way that those guys (laughs) do because they're boys and. I didn't grow up with brothers. And so it was kind of like a first experience, I feel like, of like having brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I just felt a different comfort level with them. And I didn't have the same fear of like, oh, if I tell them that they're 
annoying or they're making me mad or whatever that they're not going to leave me. I just didn't have that with them. Yeah. It's so much easier to air issues and like have hard conversations with a guy than a girl. Yeah. There was one time when Max called me a bitch and in like a, he was saying it in like a jokey way, but I was like, Mm-mm. Hey, actually like you can't no. call me that. Yeah. We don't and it do was that. Like, but I'm like, Oh, like if like, Oh, I can like, there are times when girls have like made not been like, you're a bitch, but sure. have like made comments that hurt my feelings. And I'm like, I would never immediately say to them like, Hey, you can't actually say that to me. Like that actually is rude and hurts my feelings. Like I would never do that. But with him, I just was like, Oh, of course I would tell him it's Max. Like, of course I'll just say that like, Oh, that's not cool. And he was like, Oh yeah, no, I'm sorry. Like, and he was fine. And it was like never yeah. happened again. And right. it was whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think that the emotions play into it a little bit. Like women tend to be more emotional than men. And I also think that it just passes. Like men don't, think about it again. Like they're not Mm -hmm. worrying Mm -hmm. over it or stressing about it. Totally. I also think it's interesting too the dynamic in male friendships because I, on the flip side, feel like men don't necessarily always go deep. It's not their wheelhouse. That's true. I feel like guys in general aren't as close as girls get with each other. Yeah. I was actually talking to Seb about this and I gave him the scenario of like a male-female versus a a female-female relationship. And he was like, I think that's true of my male-male relationships too. Like I find it easier to connect with women than I do with men. Mm -hmm. So I just don't know that men when they're together are doing a very good job connecting with each other. Yeah. And yeah, I would say that's true of Taylor too, because I feel like he had a couple of best friends or was in like a group of best friends growing up, but I don't think he's ever felt like he has had like a best friend and like the level of closeness that I feel with a lot of my girlfriends he's never felt in his life with somebody else, which is sad. Yeah, I was about to say, that's just such a shame for men too. I I understand why it is. I just hate it for him. Yeah. One thing that we haven't talked about is transitions in friendship. I mean, transitions in friendships are so normal and they're just a part of life, but I'm like, oh, there's you know, been friends that I've lived with and then stopped living with. And when people like get into their very serious relationships or they move in with their partner or whatever, and the way that you interact with each other changes and it's hard. Like it is hard. I think especially the living with somebody piece, because it makes it so, so convenient again with my communication issues. It's like, if you live with me, then I don't have to worry about whether we're talking all the time or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you're really like living your life with this other person Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're not, you're not. Um, And you have to make a lot more effort or you have to like schedule time together when previously you didn't. And it can be, it's, it's so normal and it's just part of life, but it is really sad. And so I've definitely had relationships like that where I'm like having to change the way that you think about your closeness. Yeah. We're also entering that season of life where our friends are starting to have babies too. So that's going to be an interesting one. One of my friends, shout out to Taryn and Hugo. They just had a little baby girl. And so I'm excited to see where that type of friendship evolves to. Yeah. Do you have nerves around it or are you excited mostly? I'm mostly excited, I think. Taryn's one of those friends who I know that whenever we're together, we're just as close Mm. as we were before. So I don't worry too much about that. But I do worry more about what will happen when I get pregnant. Like I'm not worried about other people because I'll have at least until I have kids, I'm like, I can prioritize you instead of you Mm -hmm. having to prioritize me, you know? 
but I worry about when I have kids and I'm like exhausted and don't have time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be like a whole nother transition that is on. Cause yeah, I think right now the transitions that I've gone through either have been things that I've been experiencing at the same time as Mm -hmm. the other person, or it's just been like a transition they've gone through. And because I, (laughs) my anxiety and I mean, partly I think because I just, that's how I show love and uh, how I communicate and whatever is like maintaining connections with people that, yeah, it'll be hard when it's something that I'm going through. Yeah. Do you feel like you have FOMO in your friendships? Like when people do things without you? Um, I think I definitely have had some level. I think especially now that I don't live <laughs> in North Carolina where most of my best friends are. That's fair. Um, but at the same time, I think because I know I would be invited if I lived there, mm-hmm. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So I think in general, no, but not that I'd never, I definitely have had FOMO for sure. And I think it's just something that I have to manage because otherwise it would eat me alive probably. Yeah. I think the older we get to, the less I stress out about things like that. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember, honestly, when you were living with um, Brittany and all the girls in the dollhouse, I was mm-hmm. like, dang, I feel like I'm missing everything because they're always together. Yeah. Oh, that's but interesting. I think that if that were to happen now, I'd be like, enjoy. Have fun. <laughs> I'm here. Have fun my, living with a bunch ha- of people. <laughs> yeah. I'm here in my house by myself and I really like it that way. So. Yeah. So it's like yeah. a life stage thing. I feel like I'm almost growing out of it a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how do you, because now we obviously all don't, we don't live with our friends anymore. We're out of that life stage. Um, how do you feel like you maintain your relationships? Okay. I think this is important for me, obviously, with communication issues. I am really better off in a situation where I have recurring hangouts with certain sets of people. Mm-hmm. That's like, like ladies night. Yeah, it's like my ideal because then I don't have to do a lot of um, reaching out to like set things up. It's already in my calendar. And like I do thrive in those types of settings because I am borderline extroverted. So especially group hangouts, like they fill my cup up a lot. I just have a hard time like remembering to schedule them. So a recurring calendar invite is like my jam. Mm -hmm. Um and other than that, I'm a big fan of Gchat. Like, I yeah. feel like my best relationships happen on Gchat, and that is, it sounds dramatic, but it's real. No, I absolutely agree. That's where I spend most of my time connecting with my friends is over Gchat. Yeah. I don't know what the special sauce is, but I feel like Gchat specifically just does it. So, sponsored by Gchat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think definitely texting, sometimes sending letters, Gchat. Um, I also really like sending gifts. Yeah, you're good at that. So that's a that's a way that I. It's those yeah, twos. I feel like twos are really big <laughs> gift givers, and three of my best friends are twos. So I'm like, I feel like I'm always the one receiving, and I have to sometimes remember to to be the one sending. <laughs> but we don't even care about that. <laughs> I mean, but I care about that because it makes me feel guilty if I don't reciprocate. Mm, fair. Yeah, I mean, I think friendship is complicated, and it is its own life force that we have to put energy and love and all sorts of things into for it to thrive and stay alive. Agreed. And if you're like me, then you probably haven't been thinking about it enough. And so hopefully this is your reminder to let your friends know that you love them. You're welcome. And I love you. 
I love you. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to email us your friendship stories, we would love to hear them. You can email us at likeheartedpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at likeheartedpod. Talk to you next week. See ya.